Welcome to a reflection on the Sunday School lesson based on the God's Hand in Our Lives Sunday School Curriculum, podcast of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Today is September 3rd, 2021, and I'm Pastor Joshua DeYoung. Our first lesson is based on the counts in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, specifically Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 through chapter 2, verse 7, and chapter 2, verses 18 through 25. This is, of course, uh, Moses' account of creation. This is uh, the creation of the world. Um, And, of course, there are many different directions that you can go in terms of a lesson on this. Um, Even the most learned theologians um, have a difficult time narrowing down a topic When it comes to Genesis chapter 1 and 2, there are many different aspects of this this passage in Scripture that um, are profoundly significant. Uh, Beyond that, simply of simply saying that God made us or God made the world. But for the sake of a Sunday school lesson for especially youngest children, we're going to focus on two things. And these are found really in the two passages that we're going to focus on for the Sunday School lesson, which is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and Psalm 139, verse 14. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 is, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And Psalm 139, verse 14 is, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So you'll notice there's two things that are being focused on here. First, that it is God who created the heavens and the earth. And secondly, that we are to praise him, as the psalmist tells us, for we are fearfully and wonderfully made, as we learn, of course, that on the sixth day God made us, made man, mankind, in our image, as God said. So there are... Of course, many different things we can talk about here um, and go into quite a bit of depth. Martin Luther himself talks about how uh, the the book of Genesis is something that even the most learned theologian uh, has a difficult time understanding. It isn't uh, it, it isn't something that we can simply say is easily understandable, even though it is very well known and most people understand it, at least at a base level. But that's really where we're starting for the sake of children. Um, and, and it's really for the sake of anybody. We should understand a couple things about this, especially connected to the catechism, because the catechism really does serve as a very helpful lens in, way, in order to understand the scriptures. Um, so the, the, the catechism is going to help us sort of understand this for the sake of this reflection. Okay, so uh, what part of the catechism? Well... I would say the first article of the Apostles' Creed. So you'll find this This is the second chief part of Luther's small catechism. If you have a small catechism, this should be found very close to the front. Um, the creed is where it's found. The first article of the creed of the three articles is, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures that he has given me my body, soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason, and all my senses, and still takes care of them. 
He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. So as you may have noticed, one of the things that Martin Luther likes to focus on when it comes to creation is that God continues to care for his creation. Now this may be a little bit beyond the scope of a, you know, a four to eight year old, but one of the things that we do understand about creation is that God has not simply created in the past, as we see, of course, in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, but that God continues to create. That God creating is the only reason that we have breath to begin with, even now in this very moment. Everything that we have is a result of his creation. Uh, another thing that you may want to uh, bring into this lesson, uh, if you're talking with children about creation, is ask them, how did God create? Uh, in what way did he create? Did he say, uh, you know, hocus pocus? Did he, did he form the earth with his hands? Did he uh, build it like a, like a potter or like a, uh, like a carpenter using a saw or tools? Well, of course, no. The answer is no. He, he, he does not create using tools. God creates from his very word. Uh, this is a, a very important theme that we all must understand because it connects not only to the creation of our physical world and our physical existence, but it also connects to our spiritual existence, uh, namely how God speaks to us and how God creates uh, in our lives um, faith as well. Uh, he creates faith, namely, also by his very speaking, uh, by his word, which we hear, of course, read in the lections and the lectionary um, or in the Holy Scriptures, but uh, something that uh, God also breathes into us when he marks us with his name in holy baptism and when those words, most holy words, are spoken over the bread and the wine uh, to bring us Jesus's very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins and union with the very bodily presence of our Lord. So, uh, so uh, the, the book of Genesis really does have a lot of uh, connections, not only simply to oh, God made us or he made us in his image, which is very important, which is something that I think is really the main thing to focus on, especially for young children, but also that this also connects a little bit further to our redemption. Um, uh, Jesus becomes flesh. He becomes man. Um, he comes into our physical world and he blesses it with his very presence and he sanctifies it with his very blood. So uh, this physical world that we live in is not to be diminished. We are not Gnostics. Um, and if you want to know what Gnostic means, look it up. Um, it's, it's simply uh, an old... Uh, heresy which pitted the physical world against the spiritual world, namely saying that the body, um, the physical body that we have is evil and that our spirit is good. Um, it's a sort of dualism in that sort of sense.
So uh, anyway, back to the lesson. Uh, so we'll notice here with the story um, is that we have, of course, the six days that God is creating. Um, and for the sake of the, you know, um, the activity, we're going to put the uh, specific um, things that was created on each day and then, of course, make this cube. And this focuses the children on the fact that uh, God created in six distinct days and on the seventh day he rested. Uh, this is important. Uh, not simply for the sake of cataloging the days in which God created, but understanding that God created in a specific order, and that his order of creation is actually significant. Um, of course, everything in the Bible is significant, and pastors can wax elegant about, oh, why this is important, why that's important, and bore everybody to death. But real the reality is, is that, you know, it is important. Uh, and I think for the sake of... Uh, the young ones, or you know, even for anybody in general, uh, instead of focusing in on what things were created on which days, uh, focus in on the fact that God created things on different days, and then he created them in different order. Uh, usually, uh, liturgically, we'll notice um, that the, the most important one in, in a liturgical procession is always the the one who has the highest office. So, for example, um, if you are in a you know church service where there is a lot of clergy people, um, uh, and uh, you know uh, you know the district president or this president of senate is there, you'll notice, of course, that there is an order to the procession. Uh, the Lowest in office is usually towards the front of the procession, closest to the processional cross or crucifix. And the one at the very end is the most important one, usually the district president, the celebrant, the one who's going to either celebrate the Holy Supper, or uh, it's, you know, of course, if there's somebody of high rank there, like a district president or uh, senate president, they will be at the very back. Um, this is, uh, you know, a symbol of, of order. In the sake of, for the sake of our congregation, of course, we very rarely have clergy people, uh, many clergy in our church service. But you'll notice that the pastor, uh, the celebrant, comes after uh, anybody else that is in a procession. So this is for the sake of order. Um, and you know, maybe that's just an analogy, and less so uh, a, a particular point to this you know, this lesson. But the reality is, is that God does create in particular orders. Um, the order of creation is that he created the world and then he created human beings to live in the world and to have dominion over the world. Uh, he did not create us first. He created us last, but that does not mean that we are lesser. In the biblical order, that which comes at the end is usually more important. Um, so for the sake of that liturgical analogy, that's what I was talking about. Um, so, uh, so for the sake of uh, the, the six days of creation, uh, we noticed that human beings were created at the end. Um, we were created last. And uh, another thing to focus in on is that all of creation, except for human beings, were created in the same way. So they were created by Jesus, by, sorry, yeah, by Jesus, certainly, by the Holy uh, Trinity, uh, speaking it into existence. So God the Father speaks and uh, it is created, right? Well, human beings were not created that way. Uh, God breathed life into Adam. He formed him with his hands. Um, this is different. 
And where we see differences in scripture, um, we have to focus in and, and ask ourselves why that's different. Um, and as I've already alluded to before, human beings are special. We are created uh, to have dominion over earth. And we are the only beings, the only creatures that are created in the image of God. And that really shapes our perspective, not only for ourselves and looking at our own lives and who we are, um, and that we are special, um, not simply to pat ourselves on the back, but that the reality is, is that God made us special. And this is something that we realize and we must give thanks to God for. We have the ability to know God. We have the ability to speak with him, to walk with him, to know him. And of course, following the fall, we fall away from him. But in redemption, God reunites us to him. Um, and, and, and then we again are walking with him in unity. Um, and we speak with him through prayer and all these types of things that other animals don't do. We are special in that way, that we have a relationship with God, a, vo a speaking relationship with God. We talk to God. Other creatures may, pro uh, may uh, honor God in other ways, but we honor God by speaking to him. So this is, um, I mean, again, this is kind of rough shot, different ideas. Again, this is a reflection, not a sermon. <laughs> so just take this, you know, and understand it that way. This is not, um, you know, meant to be particularly ordered, but just sort of kind of giving you an idea of what my thoughts are on this particular lesson or on this passage. Um, so uh, I, I, folk, so I, I mentioned how God creates in a particular order. I mentioned how uh, uh, that we are created in his image and uh, that we're created last for a reason and that the reality is is that we are not created in the same way as other things and that has that bears significance um, and how we talk to God and how we're different. Um, but what about one more thing that I want to focus on? Um, and that is, sorry for the page turning here, uh, that we are, oh, yes, creation in general. Uh, creation in general, and as I actually think I already alluded to this, is ongoing, okay? So uh, oftentimes, uh, sometimes people can get this assumption to, to look at the scriptures in a very linear way, uh, meaning, I mean, of course, the scriptures are written in a linear way. Of course, Genesis recounts events that happened before you know, events that happened in Leviticus, for example. That's, yeah, that's relatively understood. We understand that. That is linear timeline, of course. But when it comes to creation specifically, although we do know that creation, that the earth was created at a particular point in time, when we think about creation as a whole, like creation in quotes, right, uh, creation itself is ongoing. It does not simply end uh, God did not make things and then let it go. Um, this is uh, basically a deistic belief. Um, it's called the divine watchmaker. In fact, most of the founding fathers uh, had this belief. They were deists, uh, which means, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, that they believed that God created the world, um, but that he, like a divine watchmaker, let it go. He, 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 he created it, he formed it, then he wound it up and then let it go. And this is their way, this is sort of their theodicy to be able to understand 
uh, how evil can exist uh, because God isn't really in control. He, he, he sort of just let it go and now he's going to come back and, and discover that it all went to hell, uh, basically. Um, and this is really not true. Uh, God did not make the world and then leave it. Uh, God has always been in the world. He, he continues to create the world. Why is this important? Uh, and specific, specifically, why is this important for young people? Well, as I already mentioned, when it comes to the Apostles' Creed, um, and specifically that first article of the Creed, God, it says in, uh, in the explanation, it says, God has made me and all creatures, and then at the end it says, and still takes care of them, which means that we believe that God continues to create, that God continues to care for us. Um, it might be a little bit too complex, or not complex, but too maybe um, lofty to kind of consider the fact that every breath that we take and every action that we take part in, every uh, every moment of our lives is a result of God's breathing it into existence. But that is the case. Uh, everything that happens in our world is a result of God's um, providence and love and continuing to show us his grace and, and mercy by continuing to allow us to have breath and food and drink and house and home, land, animals, and everything that we have. And so, again, uh, I think that uh, we can look at this and take away from it in terms of Genesis 1 and 2 is gratitude. Um, and I think that that's really sort of um, focused in on by the first article of the creed, where we give thanks to him. Uh, it says, for all of this, it is my duty to thank, praise, serve, and obey him. And so God made us. He made us in his image. He made us special. He made us to worship and pray. Uh, I'm sorry, to worship him, to talk with him in prayer. And uh, he made us to have dominion over creation. Um, you know, the, 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 the original relationship between Adam and Eve was that they were created to have dominion together over creation, to speak together about creation, to look and name the animals and, and to revel in God's creation. And so that is uh, a, certainly an aspect of how we look at this and how we teach the children this. So... That is kind of uh, some thoughts, I suppose, a reflection on um, this particular passage. Uh, and one more thing um, we'll notice here in activity number two um, in the uh, lesson um, that it's asking for the children to draw three ways that God cares for you each day. And I think that perhaps um, thinking about, for you, thinking about the first article of the Creed and its explanation can give you some idea of how to kind of direct them in understanding what God does in their lives. So what does he give us? He gives us clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, uh, wife and children, land, animals, and all that we have. And so, uh, you know, of course, they're going to say things like, oh, they're, gift they're thankful for their parents or they're thankful for, I don't know, their dog or their cat or something like that. And that's great. Um, these are all things that God has created and focus them in on that. Um, that everything that God has created is um, is good and that he created it for our benefit. And we're not going to focus quite yet <laughs> on uh, uh, the fall. Um, sin and the fall into sin is going to come later. Um, right now, we're going to focus on God's providence. God continues to care for us. God made us. He made us in his image. He made us special. 
uh, and he gives us everything that we have in our lives that is good. And, and I think that that's a good place to start, especially uh, as we begin with Rally Day for this particular uh, year. So thank you for uh, joining me for this. Um, hopefully it was somewhat helpful uh, reflection on Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Again, I, I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not going to break down each verse. I'm just giving you an, I, some, some directions that you can go, some maybe some clarifications, some wider context for you to understand um, the significance of this lesson uh, for the sake of teaching uh, young children. This has been a reflection on the Sunday School lesson based on the God's Hand in Our Lives Sunday School curriculum. I hope you join me next week as we discuss the fall into sin and the promise of a Savior. May the peace of God be with you now and always. Amen.